Life Audio. Welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. On today's podcast, Joy Harbor, who's the co-founder of Creation to Revelation, is here to chat with us about a really unique three-cycle approach to learning the Bible that she and her husband have developed. If you're looking for a method of diving into God's Word as a family in a way that will inspire a love and knowledge of God's Word in all of you, you've come to the right place. She has a lot of great discipleship and Bible study information for you, and I'm excited for you to hear what she has to say. So stay tuned. Hey, you guys, welcome back to this episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast. I'm very excited to welcome Joey Harbor back again. Joey was with us several months ago as we looked at really how visuals, how, you know, drawings and different things like that help our children better understand the stories and retain what they're learning about God's word and really just learning in general. It's such a great tool. And she and her family have a ministry that creates a lot of those kind of resources called Creation to Revelation. And I'm really excited to have her back on again today as we discuss how you can pass on your faith and specifically through a three-cycle approach to learning the Bible and how that can impact your family. So, Joey, welcome back to the podcast again. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. It is such a joy to be on your podcast again. Well, I am glad to have you back. For those that haven't listened to our last episode, can you give us just a little bit of information about your family, but also about your ministry so that we can kind of see where you're coming from as we talk about this three-cycle approach to teaching and learning the Bible as a family? Of course. So my husband and I have been married for almost 13 years now. We have five children, ages 10, 9, 8, 5, and Three, even I'm having to get their ages mixed up, but <laughs> we were raised in the church. We were raised to love God by our parents, and we know that we want to pass on that knowledge, that love for God. And really, our company, Creation Revelation, started back in 2001 when my husband was just 14 years old. His mother wanted some Bible illustrations for her Bible class, but she couldn't find the right one for Joseph. And so my husband, who was a young artist at the time, she asked him if he could help her out. So if y'all remember Microsoft Paint, he started creating Bible illustrations on that. And then other Bible class teachers and families started asking him to design more and more. And so he got to over 100 images for the Bible And they were just loving them and kids were remembering um, more of the Bible story because they were consistent. Joseph was always going to look like Joseph so they could recognize him. So then in 2017, you know, we had had several children by that time. And as my husband is an artist, he's like, I have got to redesign these pixelated (laughs) images of the Bible. (laughs) And so in 2017, He redesigned and fully vectorized his illustrations. So not only the quality of the image is maintained, no matter the size that you want to blow it up to, but they are biblically accurate, artistically consistent, and comprehensive for multiple age levels. So he was in the Word at 14 years old for three months. He took three months off of school 
to illustrate the Bible. And he is um, obviously built on his knowledge of the Bible today. And so something that started at a very young age is influencing our families and other families, other churches around the states and around the world. Our illustrations have been used in ministry in Chile, in China, in South America. And so it's such a joy to see that we can help other people learn the Bible through visuals. Like before we are verbal, even as young children, we are visual. And we have seen that even young children can start making connections at such a young age. And so our company offers a wide variety of physical products and digital visual resources to help bring to life these historical narratives, these people and places of the Bible. And if you look at our website, creationrevelation.com, you'll see a lot of variety of what we offer with physical and with our digital license. People can use them in their Bible class so they can not only put it on a any type of screen, but they can take the images, make their own workbook pages out of worksheets. They can just really, their imagination is the limit. So we just want to empower. We want to help parents feel like this is attainable to teach their children because we know that research has shown that the effective use of visuals can decrease learning time, improve comprehension, enhance retrieval and increase retention. So we are, we learn more with our senses and the more multiple senses that we use to learn something, the more we retain it. I'm often reminded of Dr. Kathy Cook when she talks about body smart, music smart, and things like this. And we tried, or art smart, and we try to incorporate these different resources just to help families. Well, that is fantastic. And I love the fact that there's so many different ways to use them. So they really, they are a great resource for however you want to plug them into your family, whatever suits you best. You know, we are talking primarily to families who are interested in the discipleship of their children. This is, you know, a teach them diligently, heart schooling family. That is a priority for us. And, but for a lot of people, there's a little bit of insecurity because they feel like they are ill-equipped to teach their children the Bible because they don't feel like they know it well enough. So I guess kind of a foundational question before we get into how to to do a three-cycle approach is what do parents really need to know or need in order to teach their children the Bible? Right. The Bible can stand on its own. And it is written in such a way that no matter the IQ level, we can learn from and apply it to our lives. Like you said, I think as parents, and some, not all, we see the size of the Bible, the scope, the amount of time covered, you know, the eternity determining message. And we get overwhelmed. We think we need to be a Bible scholar in order to start teaching. Or maybe we grew up in the church and we were taught, but we weren't taught how to teach it to our children. So there's a little insecurity about that. Maybe not so much with homeschool parents because we're diving into subjects of history, of algebra, and maybe subjects that we don't feel as confident in. When I was at the Teach Them Diligently convention last year at both Round Rock and Pigeon Forge, I had these conversations repeatedly with parents and it was encouraging, but also eye-opening because it was parents from generational Christian families to new converts. And I always got the question, 
where or how do I start teaching my how do I start teaching my kids the Bible? And we know about Deuteronomy six, two and seven, Ephesians six, and the Proverbs addressing my son. You know, we know that it's our responsibility. My son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. So the first thing obviously we need is God's word. And then it is us, our love for God's word. Are we reading the Bible? Do our kids see us taking time to read the Bible? And we're not just depending on the church to teach our Bible. That is a wonderful resource. But, you know, that may only be once or twice a week. And we know that we need to be in the Bible with our family. And there's so many wonderful resources out there and methods for learning the Bible. And my parents did a wonderful job teaching me as well. But even though I was raised in the faith and I study the Bible, I just didn't feel like I was retaining as much or I had some holes in my knowledge. And so what I'll share with you later about the three cycle approach, and it is a method that my family and countless others can use in their homes to organize their Bible knowledge so we can learn, we can retain, and we can make those connections. Because the Bible is one story. And I think before I didn't think of that, I kind of, you know, I separated it into the Old Testament. Okay. You know, Moses and the law and the New Testament, Jesus came and fulfilled the law and created the new law. And I was separating them. But once I started learning this three cycle approach, I started viewing the Bible. Oh, this is one story. You know, right. God was always telling us we are going to have to have a sacrifice for this, a perfect sacrifice. And he is giving us clues and messages and shadows of Christ who was to come. And so that's why I'm so excited to have this new approach to learning the Bible. And so my kids will, you know, have more knowledge at my age, you know, when they're grown than I do now. And so obviously, you know, short answer long, to have God's word and to have a passion for his word, a love for it, that with that, you can do anything. But I have found this method really helpful for my family. Hold that thought. We will be right back after a short break. Yeah, absolutely. And I I appreciate your noting that the Bible is one story, because like you said, it's easy to gloss over that or to not actually consciously think of that. But when you overlay that truth with, you know, as you're reading God's word, you see everything very differently because everything old is pointing to Christ. Everything new is pointing back to Christ. We have this center of all of the story, the the gospel and how Jesus worked that out for us on earth. And then he commissioned and sent us out to tell, to go into all the world and tell it. But it truly deepens our faith and, and makes, moves us from approaching the Old Testament as a collection of stories, some of which are hard and we don't even like to recount, to actually seeing that thread of redemption and forgiveness and preparation and providence and sovereignty and all of the things that is true about God, his holiness, his justice, but also his mercy. You see these themes over and over and over again. And when you recognize that, it 
it deepens your faith as an adult. And then as, you know, we always define discipleship as leveraging everything that we've learned in Christ for the good of others. So like you said, we're able to, as we're learning and growing, we can leverage that so that our kids get it so much earlier and they don't, they don't make the same mistakes or waste the same amount of time because they don't know or they haven't figured it out. We can expose them to it so much earlier. And that is such a privilege of being a parent who is who is on mission to disciple their children. I mean, the Bible is a love story. <laughs> it's, it's God constantly trying to bring us back to Him. And I think overall, that is the perspective that I want to give my children reading these stories. I mean, in the Old Testament, you know, the flood, my son, who is eight years old, he had a hard time with that concept. Why is everyone, why did he wipe everyone out? You know, the world can use some of these difficult stories of the Bible and twist it and say, he committed genocide. He is evil. If he was loving, he would not do this. And, but when we are actually reading and educating our children and showing them, okay, why did God have to send the flood? Because all of the thoughts of man, all the intents of man's heart was evil. Right. And so he was trying to protect Noah, one of the last righteous on earth. And you think of Abraham when he was pleading with God, okay, God, if there's 50, if there's 40 left, will you not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? And he went down to 10. You know, that seems so cool, but the depravity, the the evil was there. And he was trying to protect people from continuing that for to protect people from continuing in in Satan's direction. You know, how Satan is trying to to twist everything. And so it's important that we study these meteor parts of the Old Testament and show them God's mercy and God's love and what this really means. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you've alluded a couple of times to the three-cycle approach. And so I'd love for you to kind of work that out for us. What does what do you mean by a three-cycle approach? And then I guess kind of a follow-up to that is why why is it helpful to learn the Bible in cycles? How does that help parents actually relate or or instill these truths in their children? Sure. So the three-cycle approach is actually written by Bob Waltron. He's an elder of the church. Um, he actually died a few years ago, but he published this book in 2005. So the three-cycle approach is a method for organizing Bible knowledge. And the main objective is that we want to etch into the students' minds. This is a quote directly from his book. We want to etch into the students' minds the basic facts of the Bible history in such a way that the student has to look at the Bible story as a whole. And I'll go into what the different cycles are, but the importance of the cycles is this, another quote from his book, it is a well-established fact that effective repetition is more helpful in learning than one prolonged exposure. Learning done in cycles that at a repeat that are repeated provide for this effective repetition. So I remember in my own Bible studies, depending on, you know, the teacher, we'd study a little bit about the gospels and then maybe next quarter we'd study Moses. And so I didn't have 
a full picture or a full foundation that I can remember as well to put all these people, places, and things in order. Like right. the time period of the Bible of the United Kingdom, divided kingdom, captivity. I was like, I don't remember who was king. I don't remember. <laughs> and because I couldn't, you know, put those strings, put those links together, the importance of those parts of the Old Testament was less in my mind. And so maybe, and that made it seem, you know, harder to grasp or like, oh, I definitely don't want to go through Leviticus. Okay, I'll just skip over Leviticus, you know, because of all the laws of all the sacrifices. But that is such a beautiful book. And I know I could get off topic very easily. But when we repeat these cycles, we can retain more. I mean, we know that with math facts, we know that with history facts. And in fact, when I was first introduced to this method, it reminded me a lot of classical conversations. I know some of you may who are listening may have done classical conversations before, but you learn the timeline of the Bible. And so really that's the first cycle. If I can go ahead and jump in a little bit to talking about what the different cycles are. But just to give, you know, a general connection, it reminded me of classical conversations, how you learn a timeline and how you're learning events. So when we learned about this three-cycle approach, it was written for adults to teach other adults, but we saw the importance for children to learn this as well. And my goodness, they soak up things so much faster than we do. Oh, and yes. so when we paired his, his method with our visuals, it just took off. And so the three-cycle approach starts with The first cycle being you are learning the timeline of the Bible. It is separated into 17 time periods. The first being before the flood, the last time period being letters to the Christians in the New Testament. So it starts off very simply, very basic. And if you look at our website, you can see, or you can look at Facebook or Instagram. You can find us at Creation to Revelation you'll see these visuals of the different time periods. So your family, the first thing you will work on is just learning the time periods. That's it. And once you have mastered those time periods, you move on to cycle two. And it's completely self-paced. You're not rushing anything. You're not on a deadline. It's completely up to you and your family or your Bible class. So cycle two is you're taking that foundation of the 17 time periods, and you are learning the events that happen under each time period. So for example, for the first time period being before the flood, the events under that time period is creation of the world, Adam and Eve in the garden, the first sin, Cain and Abel, and generations. So you will go through each time period and learn the main events under those time periods. Obviously, there's so much details in each story, but you are just learning the time periods, and then you start to build on that knowledge of the events that happened in each time period. And I'm such a teacher. I'm such a visually (laughs) uh, stimulated person as well. So 
I'm using my hands a lot and I've got my visuals here to show you. So please check us out to see that because it makes so much sense. So cycle one, you learn the time periods. That's the basic overall story, right? Then you build on your knowledge with cycle two. You learn the events that happen in each time period. And that can, that will, you know, take a little bit longer, especially once you get to invasion and conquest of Canaan with Joshua and then into United Kingdom and divided kingdom. But this breaks it down into main events where it's attainable for memorization, for retention. So when you're moving through these time periods or these events, your children can start putting people in the right place, in the right timeline, in the right period of the Bible. So, and I know I'm repeating myself a lot, but that's a lot of what it is. Cycle one, just learn the time periods. Absolutely. And cycle two, you learn the events that happened in each time period. Cycle three is where is you learn where to find them in scripture. So using the first time period before the flood, you'll see that that's Genesis one through five. So your kids, so not only when you're teaching your kids, but maybe you're talking to someone about the Bible because you have gone through and memorized these events where they are in the Bible, you'll recall and remember where was it that Christ or that God spoke about Christ crushing the head of Satan. So the third cycle, you're learning where to find it in the Bible. And you can take these cycles as fast or as slow as your family need them. It's up to you. But obviously with children, they take it and learn so quickly from it. And we have put the 17 time periods to song and to hand motions. So not only are you looking at visuals, but you're using your body. You're using movement, body smart. You're using music to learn it as well. And I'm working on making songs for each time period because we know that when we start adding in those different senses absolutely your retention your learning goes through the roof and you don't have to use this method to learn the bible you can read it straight and your kids will be affected by its word the holy spirit will work through his word through your family but it has been so helpful for me to tell the entire story of the bible for me to say, hey, what um, what king of Judah, you know, was in um, which king started the split of the divided kingdom, you know? And because we have gone through and learned these time periods, my kids can say Rehoboam. Okay, why did the kingdom split? Because you know we had, you know, we had Saul, we had David, we had Solomon, right? Okay, well Solomon had many wives, and he started to worship their gods. And that is why the kingdom split. And so there's more details that your kids will learn going throughout this. But it's basically, you're just learning the foundation. And then you can start putting in the right stories, the right people. And you're learning the story as a whole. And so you can think of it as like a filing cabinet. One of my friends who actually introduced me to this, 
her name is Hannah Jinks, and she has a Facebook group called Mommy and Me, where she uses the 17 time periods. But she said, think of the 17 time periods as a file cabinet, you know, and before the flood, the first time period, you'll pull that file out and it has creation of the world, Adam and Eve in the garden, first sin. And so you can keep that filing cabinet in your brain and then you can pull out another file. So it's a method for organizing your Bible knowledge. And that is so helpful because the more context that we give our kids, the stronger their belief in the authority of Scripture, because they will see how it all fits together. They will see the cohesiveness of the narrative. They will understand how God worked through these varying ages and stages and, you know, I, I feel like so often we give them such a bird's eye view that when we launch them out, they don't have the foundation on which to stand. And that is why so many of them are leaving the faith, like un, unbelievable percentages of kids who grew up in church leave the faith. Now, we believe that that is a less percentage in those who have been you know, discipleship focused homeschool. They've been heart schooled, like we we like to say, but even still, it's too high. And we want to do everything that we can to give them a full knowledge and understanding of God's word, so that you know we have to we have to know God and approach God by faith. But He has given us so much information to have a very rational basis for supporting that faith. If you if you know what I'm saying, we have there's so much information yes. and archaeology and history and science and everything supports what God's word says. And the more that they know about that, the less likely they are to be pulled away by people who are throwing other ideas their way and they just don't feel like they are equipped to fight it. So doubt creeps in and we see the the carnage that comes from that. Yes, exactly. So like I said before, the Bible has such a wide scope and it covers so much time. So this is just a way to simplify, give you stepping stones. Okay, what's the first yeah. step that I can teach my kids? Just learn the time periods of the Bible. And then as they get older, as they master that, yeah. Well, that is fantastic. It's such a great tool. Really, I was going to ask because I imagine that there are others that are sitting here listening and thinking, oh, this is a great idea, but how would I ever do it? Is this approach challenging? Because it's, you know, there's not, you don't read through the Bible and it says now, like even the Old Testament, you have to wed the Kings and the Chronicles and the Samuels all kind of marry those all in together to get that, that cohesive narrative. And you have to know how to chronologically approach it. So for those that are feeling overwhelmed, even by the thought of it, how do they even approach this? Right. So it starts off with, that foundation. Think of it as, you know, your milk. So even my three-year-old can learn the time periods of the Bible. Like when he was younger, he may not have been verbal, but he could do the hand motions. So these 17 time periods, we have visuals that you can point to. You can say it. You can move your hands together with it. And then you can learn a song to go along with it. So the 17 time periods is, you know, that first cycle one. So I would encourage parents, if they're wanting to start really digging into God's word, but doing it in an organized way that feels attainable, 
I would highly recommend getting Bob Waldron's book, The Three Cycle Approach. It's like a five to eight dollar book. You can find it on truthbooks.com, onestone.com, but it really does a great job of just walking you through how to teach the different cycles and then have supporting visuals like what we offer at Creation Revelation is the 17 time periods. You can buy that in a variety of formats, whether it's digital products or flashcards. And then we also have visuals for the cycle two events that go through it. So this can be something that you use in your morning time. You know, you're just memorizing the time periods. Or right now, my kids and I are studying the patriarchs. We're studying Joseph. So I have the time period up on my chalkboard behind me. And I have the events that are in that time period up there. And we may not even cover the full story that day. We'll just go over, okay, what are the events in the patriarchs? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the story of Joseph, and that's it. And so maybe later on, we can go into more of the story of Joseph, which is what we're doing right now. And we can study, we can open up, you know, the word of God and read more Genesis 37, you know, where his story starts and we can get more detailed, but you can go super simple with this as well. But just think of that foundation that you're building. The structure is on the time periods of the Bible. And as your kids grow, you are learning as you were growing as well in your knowledge, you are learning the main events that happen in it. And we have a resource that actually has all three of the different cycles in it. And it's called the complete cycle. It has the time period and it has the contents that are inside each time period. And it includes where you can find it in scripture. So all you have to do is pull out that book, open up the space, say, okay, let's review what's in the flood. Okay. Then they repeat the flood itself, meat given for food, law of capital punishment, and on. And you can say, okay, where is the flood found? Genesis 6 through 10. So it can be basic memorization like that. It can be so simple. So, but it's simple, but it challenges you as you grow through knowledge of the Bible. So, you know, your four-year-old can use this. And I would even say when my husband was in college before we, you know, restarted our business, he had a friend that was attending the Bible college. It was Florida College in Tampa, Florida. And he was a new Christian and he didn't know anything about the Bible, except he learned the gospel and how to be saved. And he wanted to learn more. And he was taking, you know, a King's Bible class, history Bible class. And he's like, I'm lost and I'm failing my Bible class. I don't know what to do because he could not connect all the dots, all the Kings. And Brian said, you know, I've got these pictures that might help you. And he was able to pass his course because he could connect the people with the visuals, the facts with the visuals. So this isn't just for kids. It's for the entire family. This, These visuals can be used if there's a language barrier as well. I know that people right now are using them over in Chile to, you know, they may not be able to read English, obviously, but there's an interpreter and they can point to these pictures. The Philippines, I have a very close friend in the Philippines who's using these to teach the Bible there. So 
the Bible is so essential and so needed everywhere right now. And we just want to empower people to know that it is attainable and it is the most important spiritual gift that we can give to our children is knowledge of the Bible. So, and this, this method, like I said, it's just an aid. It's just helpful to put the story in perspective. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Joey, we are, we are out of time, but I would you tell everyone where they can find your resources? Because I've looked at it. You even have like placemats and stuff, just really, really cool, tangible resources to help families pass this information along and teach this at a heart level and make it easier, equip them to do that. So if you could tell us where we can find all of that, I'll make sure that I'll link all of that in the show notes as well. But before we go, I want to make sure that you you actually say it out loud so people can you know, if they're driving or whatever, they can they can hear where to go find these great resources. Of course. So you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just look up Creation to Revelation. And you can find us at our website at creationtorevelation.com. The Creation 2 is T-O, Creation to Revelation. So we try to keep it as simple as we can. But that's what we're trying to cover, the beginning of the Bible all the way to the end. Well, I appreciate your sharing with us about that and really unlocking that three-cycle approach. That was really helpful. It was a great explanation. And I imagine that everyone will be very intrigued to see how they can start utilizing these concepts. So I appreciate your taking the time to join us today. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me, Leslie. It was such a joy to get to speak with you again. Well, you are welcome. I'm glad you were here. To everyone else, thank you guys for taking the time to join us as well. You know, we say all the time, the Great Commission begins at home. And the way that you approach the hearts of your children, the way that you are passing on your faith is so critically important. And this three-cycle approach of teaching the Bible to your children gives them such a solid foundation from a, really from an understanding how it all fits together, why it's one story and how that impacts them. It removes the focus from we are just a New Testament body to seeing how the Old Testament fits into all of that. It's so, so helpful to giving them a foundation that will not waver when they get out on their own and they're faced with really difficult questions. We want to equip them early to have answers for those very difficult questions. So I encourage you to check out creationtorevelation.com, see what they have, and then be sure that you're looking into other great resources. I want to bring up the Heart School book again, because as you are going for the hearts of your children through homeschooling and recognizing what a great tool homeschool is, that Heart School book will help you line everything up right under that. So I'll also give you a link to that in the show notes, but it's as easy to find as to go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash book, and you can get all the information about that. So thank you again for joining us today, and I hope you have a great rest of your afternoon. I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more, so check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long. 
I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and a whole lot more. 